Kids Classic Kids Radio. If you're getting married or you know someone getting married, you might be interested in finding out about a humanist ceremony. And on the line, Margaret Gamel, who is based in Shannon and County Clare, is going to tell us all. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Trina. How are you today? So you do this. Uh, is this a legally binding ceremony? It absolutely is. And that's the important thing to note about a humanist ceremony. Every humanist celebrant is entitled to legally marry their couple. Okay. That's a very important issue for people, obviously. They don't yeah. know that everybody. Yeah. So they, it's not a case of having to go to a registry office first no. and then doing it. Okay. All right. Now, what exactly happens at a humanist ceremony for anyone who hasn't been to one? Normally, I would meet with the couples beforehand yeah. and ask them why they want to humanist ceremony and they would tell me why usually it's because they're not religious and they don't want any religious element in the ceremony and that's something that people need to be aware of that they know that and a lot of couples that's their choice now and then there's also issues where people may be divorced or and then they want to have that that's what they need to do um for the actual ceremony itself there's just so many different elements to it usually when i meet with a couple beforehand when we're preparing what they want I would go down through my checklist with them, giving them all those options. Some people opt for a very simple ceremony. I recently married a couple on the Cliffs of Moher. There was just a couple who came from Germany and they had their two witnesses. Yeah. God, I hope it wasn't windy that day. (laughs) I know. Actually, it it wasn't. We were lucky. We were lucky. It was just a beautiful day and we had a blue sky and everything was perfect and they had a wonderful, wonderful time. So that marriage was a very simple ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, they just had a couple of elements. They had a ring warming. I just passed the rings to all those present they hold them in their hand and they make the best wishes for the couple going forward in their married life holding the rings in their hand and then the rings come back imbued with all the love and all the best wishes going forward for the marriage it's a lovely thing i think people are probably familiar with the more maybe popular rituals like um the unity candle where you've got the three candles the outer ones representing the individuals or their families when they're married, then the couple will take the light from the outer candles and light their unity candles, symbolizing they're coming together in marriage. Yeah. There's all sorts of other ones as well. It's very much personalized. And I mean, even in terms of, you know, uh, poems that you want read or like you can kind of do anything you want. Each wedding is unique to that unique couple. You know, I mean, I might do several weddings in a year, but to me, each wedding is completely unique. And what we want is we want all their guests to be completely engaged with that, to love it. And you can just see them where they're hanging on every word. Nothing makes me happier than when I marry them and I send them on their way and I can see everybody just saying, oh, my God, that was the most beautiful ceremony ever. And that's really what you want. And that's what couples want. Have you ever seen anything mad like, you know, a dog walking, walking down to the... (laughs) down to the front with the rings or anything like that. <laughs> well, I haven't had it personally, but I know that people do that. And it, it can work very well if it's a nice, calm dog. There's no <laughs> problem doing that. You'll see them with a little bib with their the bow tie. Yeah. Dog, you know, and it's, it's very cute. And sometimes, you know, how people are about their fur babies now. That's yeah. their, that's important to have that dog there. I've had them at the wedding. Yeah, but not <laughs> bringing the rings. <laughs> You'd have to have a very well-trained dog. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, something very calm. Very <laughs> calm. Um, another point as well, uh, Margaret, I know with when you're getting married, there are certain rules in relation to venues that you can have. So it has to be accessible to the public. Is that correct? That's the main thing about it. It has to be a public area or a public venue where people can come and go. And 
you can also have it maybe in the garden of, a, of that same venue. You know, people that were looking for weddings on beaches and all sorts of stuff. I mentioned the Clifton Mower too recently, and we can have it on that outside venue there, mm-hmm. which is a very wild place to be. But it's on the land belonging to the farmers. Sufficiently, it's a public place, but it has an absolute registered address. So people know it's there. They know who to send the registration form to, and it's official. That's what makes it official. Okay. You can't just have it in your parents' home because that's not a public place. Not everybody can't wander in and out all day. Yeah. And that's yeah. the main thing, really. There's no such thing as a register of addresses where you can have weddings as such. But the main thing is that it has to be public and accessible to the public is and it that, has to be a proper address. Is that so that somebody could run in and object, Margaret? They <laughs> could do, yeah. but I haven't had it happen yet, thank goodness. <laughs> Thankfully, oh my goodness, can you imagine? That would be a real downer, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it <laughs> just? Yeah. No. So for anyone getting married, uh, a very important form that Margaret would need is, and, and you would talk couples through this, I'm sure, because you've done it so many times, is the things like the, the green folder. I remember telling a guest recently about the green folder and your man was like, what? What are you talking about? We're getting married. I know, yeah. So apparently his was a white folder, but there's you do have to go in and register the fact that you are planning on getting married, whether it's a human ceremony or otherwise. You do. All legal weddings have to be notified to the registrar. You have to give a minimum of three months notice. Now, I always say to people at least six months, don't leave it till the last minute because there's busy periods with the registrar office as well. You know, like after Christmas, a lot of people get engaged at Christmas. Oh, we'll get married next year. Yeah. And then there's a big flood of inquiries in January. So I always say at least six months and then follow up. And I always follow up as well. What happens then later on is when they're issued with their marriage registration form, I would get a letter of notification from the registrar telling me they've issued that form. Now, I have a a spreadsheet that I keep all my data on. If it's coming up to three or four months before the wedding and I haven't had that notification from the registrar, I give the couple a nudge. Have you been? Have you had your meeting? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they say, oh, my God, we forgot about that. So yeah. that's an important aspect because they can't get married without that. Yeah. Well, presumably, I, I track it all. Yeah, presumably they can get married, but it just won't be legally binding. They'd have oh, to. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. who wants to just rock up on your wedding day and say, this is not actually a legal wedding. We're just doing the, the non-legal bit. Yeah. So you have your party, but then you're going to have to go back again to the registrar. Yeah, no, it's nice to have it all done. And your name will appear on their marriage uh, certificate as well. So you're there yes. forever. Yes, exactly. Yes. And tell me this much. Is it very difficult to book a wedding celebrant, um, a humanist celebrant? Because it's, it's become so popular now. It's become popular. It's very busy. But we have 50 celebrants now who are available throughout the country. And for my own part, I have my own website, margaretgammel.com. But I'm also available for booking through the HAI. They have a, 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 an online service as well where you can. It's a general inquiry service where, mm-hmm. for example, any couples wanted to have a humanist wedding, you go onto the HAI website, they have a slot where you say, find a celebrant, and then you can put in the date of your wedding, the county where the wedding will take place, and then you'll get a whole range of all the celebrants that are available on your date to do the wedding in your venue. And it means then people have a lot of choice. So, you know, sometimes we would also get recommendations from weddings that we did before, or yeah. I might have done a naming ceremony, and somebody would say, oh, you did a beautiful naming ceremony. Will you do my wedding? I'm getting married next year. So there's all different ways of doing it. But the main thing is if people want to have a humanist ceremony, they need to make sure that they're getting a humanist celebrant. Well, there is Margaret Gamble, and uh, she is a humanist celebrant if you are getting married, and that's the type of uh, ceremony you're interested in. And as you said there, you can look her up online as well. It's been lovely chat. Thanks so much for filling us in. It's been my pleasure, Trina. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks a lot. It's Ireland's Classics Radio.